when your week gets disrupted early with a midnight, you know, call to action, you know, you gotta you have to be up and ready. We got to do this. It's Sunday morning, everybody. I'm Dr. Larson. This is podcast number one. So what do you do on Sunday mornings? It's kind of F1 time. Uh, sound check, sound check. Connor, are we good on sound? Yep. Good on sound. Here we go. Okay, I'm Dr. Larson, and this is podcast number one of On Call with Dr. Larson. I'm a neurosurgeon at a community hospital in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It's our community hospital. It's Kootenai Health, 220 functioning beds at any given time in the uh, medical surgical services and we cover a base of about a quarter of a million people plus more and more tertiary referral from from outside uh, states and outside counties breather breather cup of coffee relax podcast number one right the purpose of this podcast is to take you into the life of neurosurgery podcast is going to run uh, generally once a month and that's because i take call one week a month we're going to do it on Sunday morning of my, in the wee hours of my call week. So we can kind of do a wrap up of what happened on call and you can see inside the life. And I think there's interest in that. We've noticed in our uh, social media push that anytime we put some kind of quirky little note out there about Grey's Anatomy or some association with that, people absorb that and people like it and then and, and seems to be our, some of the favorite funny posts. So anyhow, what we're hoping to do with this podcast is enlighten, see where it takes all of us, see where we go with this. and. Uh, talk about medicine, talk about neurosurgery, talk about current trends in medicine, what's happening in the, the inside and out in the, in the life of uh, at least what I do as a neurosurgeon here. What is call, right? What is call? Well, when you're on call, what that means is that you, in neurosurgery, you're taking responsibility for the hospital's neurosurgical needs. So what those are, um, put aside your private practice, put aside the patient that comes in with a brain problem, a neck problem, a back problem, and is going to have some kind of more elective procedure, on-call covers anything and everything that happens during that time period. I start my call at 7 a.m. on Monday morning, and I end my call at 7 a.m. on the following Monday morning, so I have a one-week stint of, of call. You may cover uh, patients that, you get consulted on patients that are hospitalized and some incidental neurosurgical problem is identified. Uh, the big one is trauma, trauma and tumors and bleeds, the strokes, you know. So trauma um, is you know, trauma to the brain, trauma to the spine. These happen uh, frequently, frequently, and we get uh, traumas from our own area here and traumas shipped in, and that can happen 24-7. There are some peaks and troughs to when it does happen, but it's a pretty continuous process. Tumors, unfortunately, happen as well, and we have a growing population here, and, 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 and the world is aging as well. So it's a, it's a big world out there, and as people develop tumors, a lot of them involve the, or many of them involve the spine and the brain, and that's what I treat, brain tumors and spine tumors, and those can happen and put a patient in crisis and need attention. Bleeds, strokes, hemorrhages, they happen as well. And when those happen, we get uh, called to take care of these. You can come right on through, you're fine. How are you? You get to go home? Yes. Have a nice Sunday. Thank you. So we are change of shift here right now. So we have like, we're right by the stairway. This, by the way, is the garage. This is called the garage. This is where we house our um, instruments. I'm in front of the microscopes. We've got a 
pair of Leica microscopes and a Zeiss microscope. This is my bad boy right here. And um, we've got a couple Leicas. Leica and Zeiss are kind of like the Mercedes and Ferrari of of, 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 of Formula One in this, and they've been around forever, and they're solid state. They're both great, great, great. So this is the garage, and this is where all of the, the, the big instruments are housed, and they get wheeled into our rooms when we need them. So there's robots in here, there's microscopes in here, there's special machines for taking out tumors in here, and yeah, this is, this is what this is. So I'm in the hallway, people are passing a change of shift. We're gonna do this podcast from a different site um, each Sunday that we do it so um so neurosurgery for me okay what do you do i shut down my private practice i generally will do some surgeries on the monday that i start call because it's a slow time in in, in trauma mondays everybody cools down it's monday morning unless it's a unless it's a, a long weekend a three-day weekend where 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 uh, um, people are off on mondays Generally, I don't, you know, I'm off on those Mondays as well, and will, um, if I'm on call, I'll be ready and rare, I'll be ready and in good form to take care of whatever happens. But I kind of cozy into call with a few elective surgeries, and then it's off and running because the phone starts ringing, you know, it continues to ring, and I'm just picking up those calls. Actually, uh, my office and my coordinator, this hospital, we have a wonderful, wonderful team of neurosurgeons. There's four of us. We have coordinators that help things. That we have. Um, um, advanced practice uh, professionals that work with us and, and we offer a continuum of care so that hopefully all the I's are dotted and there's no gaps. And when there is a gap, we have maybe one of us will step up for the other person and, and cover. But um, so this week, uh, kind of the, the, un, un, something happened that sort of set the tone of call on, on Tuesday night and that was a really late night trauma that I got transferred in. All the processes here started at about midnight, and that's pretty tough because when your week gets disrupted early with a midnight, you know, call to action, you know, you got to you have to be up and ready. And that was it was a it was a patient that was actually crushed by an automobile, and it involved vascular surgery, it involved interventional radiology, it involved general surgery, it involved orthopedic surgery, and it involved me in neurosurgery. So that took some took took the, the was kind of got the sails up and running about midnight on Tuesday, and what was difficult about that was that there was some, some surgeries to do on Wednesday, and there was a trauma conference at 6 a.m. on Wednesday. So a mandatory call to action at midnight on Tuesday, followed by a show up to the meeting on Wednesday morning, bright and early, and then kick off the rest of the day. That sort of, you know, as you, you recovery is important, and it is absolutely re, re important for you and me. I keep a routine. I keep an exercise routine. I try to have a good you know, diet routine. I, I do drink a lot of coffee, but I like coffee, you know. I mean, um, but Tuesday night kind of kicked off into this this, this process that uh, got the ball running, and from there out, um, I uh, what came in through the emergency room was a. a, a couple of spinal cord injuries, both of them fortunately mild, both of them involving the cervical spine, but not to the extent where it completely paralyzed either patient. These patients had a lot of arthritis in their neck and they fell, they had a ground level fall. Maybe one guy fell off a ladder, another lady had a ground level fall and they hit their head and when they hit their head they extended their neck and as the bone spurs, the arthritis, kind of pinched temporarily the spinal cord and, 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 and injured it. 
and there's a certain presentation with that that's called central cord syndrome, for example, and you generally get really weak arms and semi-weak legs, and generally that recovers. So both of those patients got admitted, stabilized, and operated on in the week. And the other, the other big cases that came in this week were a couple of uh, unfortunate situations where patients came in with brain tumors, both requiring surgery, um, and both very, very, very delicate, one more so than the other. One was in the uh, deep, deep, deep brain on the right side, and it involved a very, very, you know, uh, very precise, as they all are, surgery, using all of this equipment to, to take out that tumor. I'm happy to say that both of those, technically both of those surgeries went very well. Um, their post-operative MRIs showed uh, that uh, we were able to execute the plan very well and remove the tumor. Now, that doesn't control what the pathology of the tumor is and, and, and uh, if these, the pathology is pending, but if they're malignant, there's a whole other process that needs to happen. So we're on to Sunday here, and uh, it's a quiet day, and hopefully it's going to stay quiet. I mean, I hope for everybody's well-being, but generally it's Sunday. So I kind of have, uh, you know, I'll tell you, here's what's going on. We, I do a, when, I, when I operate on a, on a broken neck, for example, or a spinal injury, often there's instrumentation used. You, you, you treat the, you know, in neurosurgery, when you're treating a spine injury, you are, you're trying to salvage, you're trying to correct, okay? You can't, we aren't at the point where we can reverse a spinal cord injury. Hopefully, hopefully with the way science is progressing with, with, with regenerative medicines, maybe that will happen. But what, what needs to happen is that neural elements need to be decompressed. So that involves a surgery to remove bone fragments, to realign displaced vertebra, okay, to, to do that. And then we use instrumentation to, to, to put it back together. And I'll tell you, uh, with the, um, for the case that uh, I, I had scheduled for Friday morning, for Friday morning, there was a, a newer uh, uh, representative taking care of that spinal instrumentation and she was so so like raring to go and ready to go that she actually parked her motor home in the hospital uh, parking lot to 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 be ready good morning come on through hello everybody how are you to be ready for the surgery that was going to happen that morning and she really did that I explained to her you know it's okay you can you can you can live you know 30 miles away you'll be okay but no she's that's the level of dedication that people have to taking care of the population, to taking care of people that are injured. I mean, we have this, this, this sort of new hire, if you will, that is just wants to be so on the spot that she's got her motorhome parked out front with the ready, ready, ready to roll. Now, I think she'll get used to it and understand that she, you know, she'll develop her system. But that is some serious uh, commitment, I would have to say. And that's everybody, in general. You know, this is a very, very special community, and I think that you'll hear. I mean, this is the community I know, um, and uh, the level of care is really, really great. So if you're coming to Coeur d'Alene, you're going to be taken care of. I, I, had a, I was able to, on Monday, which was the soft day, I scheduled a, uh, a dinner downtown, uh, one I could easily escape from, and met with uh, an industry um, leader in a certain device, and we were talking about uh, strategies, and we were talking about how when you, when, when you have this technique or this device that's good for somebody, how do you how do you how do you advertise it? How do you I mean, how does the community how do how does Joe Public sort out all the different Kool Aids that are being poured for a spine problem? 
you've got injections, you've got chiropractic, you've got surgery, you've got acupuncture, you've got stretching, you've got, you know, this patch, you've got all these different, I mean, wild and, you know, I mean, wild, wild west kind of what's right. What's, is there an algorithm for what's correct? Well, anyhow, so how do, but how do we, how do we get this to the public? So it, it, there were days where I'd put out a newspaper ad saying, do you suffer from this problem? Come talk to me about it. And I'll go and I'll, I'll give a talk and maybe a hundred people show up and we're talking about a specific problem, but those hundred people, of those hundred people and of their pyramid of people that they know, maybe, let's say, 20 of them come to my office with a problem. Probably only five had that problem that I was talking about, but the other 15 had other things that had to do with the, the, the brain and spine. So how do we do that? Well, now there's this digital strategy. So how, is there a way to do this in a way, or tele way, without bringing people together in a big group or without pay, making people travel? So we're exploring that. And I think that Connor and, and Bree at Bailey Media, is, is, are, they're, they're helping me do this. And I'm, I'm hoping it's helpful to viewers and whatever audience may hear it. So this, at, the, at, the, at the dinner, at the dinner, uh, there was a, a, a real thought leader on on digital strategies, and 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 he put together during during the COVID um, peak when he couldn't get surgeons together, he figured out a way. He made sort of this site for surgeons to collaborate, and um, those are the kinds of things that really, really you know, making good out of a bad situation. Correct? I heard. I heard. So I'm you know, here we we're going to chat. Just hang out here for a second. I have a question for you because. One of the dilemmas we have here at our hospital, and so like when we say hospital full, that doesn't always mean that the hospital is full of patients. It can mean that the hospital is a capacity and possibly, usually it's that there may be an empty bed. And when I first got here, I was like, look at these empty beds, we are not full, but we are full because we don't have staff. So it's, it's difficult. I mean, medical professionals are precious and ancillary services are precious. You work in environmental services, laundry? Laundry. Laundry? It says but I'll tell you what, one of the hardest positions to hire for right now is environmental services. Yeah. So we could get, we could probably get more capacity out of our operating rooms if we had more environmental services to come between cases and, and help. Hiring now, as hard as it is to find this character of a person, this person that will, no matter what, you know, be here, mm -hmm. take care of it, you get hired to do laundry. Yeah. And what do you do when you're doing laundry? You're going by happy stories and you're going by very sad stories right. as well and it's, it's it's emotionally it's stressful it is absolutely stressful so it takes a, a very special person to do this I think it's about time to end this first podcast up and I do you know I, I, a case came to this wasn't this week's call but I want to I'm going to just talk about something important for all the parents out there parents of kids playing sports um, last time I was on call I, 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 I treated a patient with who, who suffered from something called second impact syndrome. And if you're not familiar with it, it's a concussive syndrome, okay? This is, happened to be a high school football player and it's unfortunately not a happy ending to the story. He, he, he succumbed to this. And um, is it preventable? Well, it, 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 possibly it could be, but he, this is a pay, second impact syndrome is when you have a second concussion while you're healing from the first concussion. And that's what happened to this individual. The key here is when you get 
pulled out of your sport or your life event because of the first concussion, you do not want to go back in until you are cleared of that concussion. And there is a way to test that. That way to test that is called, well, you can have a clinical test with a physician or a clinician that specializes in concussion. And in your town in the United States, there's a sports medicine doctor or a physical therapist or a, somebody who's sports aligned, who, who, who generally, who, who does this kind of testing. But there's also a test, and it's called the IMPACT test. I believe it's I-M-P-A-A-C-T. And if you were to look, look up IMPACT testing, secondary impact syndrome or second impact syndrome, you'll find a test site. You can have that test done, and you should have that test done as a baseline. Everybody, every kid going into football, soccer, every, every um, soccer is a big one. Those headbutts add up. Um, any, any sport, uh, have the impact test done ahead of time, and then you have a baseline. You have a concussion, if you do have one. When you feel like you've clinically cleared, when you can't tell that there's a problem anymore, maybe there's not, let's find out for sure. Get your second impact test and you'll have a baseline to test again. So yeah, I wanted to bring that up as a sort of a, an awareness. So uh, something valuable, take that home, t tell, tell your, uh, your, 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 your children, if, they have, if you have grandkids or if you have your kids get these uh, tests done, please, it's pr potentially preventable. Okay, that wraps up podcast number one. Look forward to seeing you again next time I'm on call. This is On Call with Dr. Larson. Good day.